wanna do Lord to the grave, tell you like it is to your face, she don't play Every chick down for it all, I know that she a boss No competition, no loss From the Midwest to the A, all them got you tuning in, no delay Ooh, get you right every time, keep you laughing on a dime Tell you truth, no lies, so you can live your best life Cover all topics, no limits, got something for your mama and your children No holding back, no gimmicks, coming on strong, get straight to business, oh yeah What's up? It's your girl Autumn, and I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest, um, a very near and dear friend to my heart. We've been, I had thought about this, and we've been friends for an awful long time. So, I want you all to welcome my homegirl, Divine Pen, to the show. Hello, hello. It's hey good girl. to be here. I am so glad you're here. You know, when I first started the podcast, um, I reached out to you. I don't know if you knew how how far along I was in the podcast, but I reached out to you because you were one of the first people that came to my mind as far as wanting to interview with you being an author and all that good stuff. So I am so glad that you were able to take um, this short notice to come on the show. Well, first of all, you know, you are my girl. We have been in the thick of it for a very long time, like you said. So I told you from the beginning, if you ever needed anything that I could help you with, it was no problem. It's no problem. Hey, I'm stopping what I'm doing. You know, you needed me. So here I am. Yes. And and speaking of that, and thank you. And speaking of you just being a friend and showing up. I don't know if I've told, I probably have on the uh, podcast in the past mentioned that I had a really good friend from college who told me a couple of weeks before I got, um, I got a job offer in Atlanta to, you know, hey, if you want to come down to Atlanta, you know, you can. And I was like, man, everybody moved to Atlanta. I'm not really trying to do that. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a job offer. And picked up the phone. Well, this is who it was. It was my girl D, and I just cannot thank you enough because it's probably the best, one of the best moves I've made um, in my adult life. So I appreciate you for let me come and, and stay in the room, and we had family time, and just had a great <laughs> time. Like those couple of months that I was there. <laughs> yes, it was so much fun. It was really like being back in college again. And, you know, like she said, we had family time. We'd have our Wednesday nights. We'd watch Empire. Right, right. Hilarious. I was thinking about that literally the other day when I was watching Empire. Like, dang. Because it was like, so, like, every time my daughter sees it, she's like, oh, I wish we were here with my auntie so we could all watch it. <laughs> Man, and you know, it's funny because I haven't watched it since y'all left. Oh, like I, it was just one of the things that was just like, I don't even know if I feel like watching this no more, but whatever. But it was fun while we did watch it together. <laughs> and yes, it did remind us back, you know, remind me of being back in college. So that's how we met. I want to talk a little bit about um, how we actually, and I never, you know, I'm sitting up here like, ex- I can't remember exactly how we met. I just remember that we met at school. Okay, so you worked at Convergence. 
Correct. And at the time, yes. the person that I was dating worked there and all of his friends worked there. And all of my, a lot of my frat brothers worked there. So the guy that I was dating, you were in his immediate circle at work. So they all used to talk about you and like all the people they hung out with at work. So I used to hear your name all the time. And he always used to say, you, you'll be cool with her. You'll be cool with her. And I'm like, okay. At first I'm thinking like, mm. And then, but once I met you, it was like instantly all love. So we just, it was like, it was all love all the time. We started hanging out. It's like, at first it was like, we would all hang together. Then we ditched, totally ditched the guys. Just just forget y'all. We don't even need y'all no more. We didn't hooked up. So (laughs) it's over. We don't need you. But why was we in so much shit though? Like... I don't feel like we was in the shit. I feel like the shit was around us and we saw the shit. I don't, we weren't really in the shit. But we just used to be in the right place at the right time to see the shit. But even, but okay. But how many days a week did we go out is what I'm saying. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, we didn't do Friday. Because what did we do? We did Tuesday. We did Tuesday at BW3 for the wings or whatever. We did Thursday at the Bijou. Because the the, at first we used to go to the Bijou. Then the Bruce had the club on Thursday. Right. Um, Underground station. And then Friday. Right. Ooh, that was a good one because I was I was just talking to one of my frat brothers about that and I could not think of the name of the club because remember my brother, my actual brother, was a manager at the club mm-hmm. and I put him and the bros together and then that's how we got that Thursday night. Right, right. So we was down there acting a fool and then Fridays. we didn't really do nothing on Friday, but it was Saturday. But it be it would be parties. Club. Yeah, it would be parties going on. So like we'd be at the all house, over the state. Drunk. Oh lord. <laughs> Drunk. Not the infamous Alpha House. Girl, I saw a picture. A picture came across my TL the other day um, that Bola posted. And mm. they was down in that basement. And I just instantly got sick to my stomach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we was just out here drunk. Like, just for no reason. Yeah. yeah, that was, like, so hilarious. But do you realize it's been, like, 18 years? I think 19? longer than 19. Yeah. Yeah, it's been down there 24. Man, like... Just sitting back, just thinking about that, like, it was crazy. Shit was crazy. But that's really how, you know, we became really good friends. And even though, you know, after a while, you know, you moved back to, where Houston? Did you move back to Houston? Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. you moved back to Houston. I was moving around, girl, just doing the most. Um, yeah, you know, we did we, the most. I, I was doing the absolute most. Um, but we ended up, you know keeping in contact with each other and you know facebook came along and we've linked on there and so it's it's been good it's just like how friends do like true friends we can always pick up right. the phone and pick right back up where we were so that's always a blessing um but anyway that's how we met y'all this is my girl this is my dog uh we we go back and and i will forever love her and all that good stuff so anyways <laughs> Real quick before we get to the Shut the Fuck Up Award, you mentioned earlier that you were watching Power. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know, and we and I haven't seen this week's episode yet, but okay. I just want to know what do you think so far of the second season? What the sixth season? The second, I mean, sex, six, six season, yeah. I'm <laughs> okay, so. I I don't know who these writers are. I think they are amazing. I think it is literally shenanigans around every corner. Mm 
and I love it and I'm eating it up personally. Wow. And it's like because I'm a writer, I kind of like foresee certain things. Like if they like zoom in on something for like a second too long, I'm like, okay, we're going to need that little tidbit for later. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an issue later. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like if you follow these characters, then you kind of know, okay, you thought that was over, but it's not. Mm. So I like how they're like pulling you in. They're pulling in old characters you ain't seen since like the first or second season. And then like you are really seeing how everybody is coming together. It's like everybody is broken apart doing their own thing. But because like, you know tragedy strikes mm-hmm. or turmoil hits, it forces every the family to come back together. Well, that is interesting that you say all of that because, so, you know, mainly I'm on Twitter. I don't really be, like, on Facebook and stuff no more. But um, Twitter, like, black Twitter is really hating power right now. Like, oh, wow. they don't think that the the writers are good or anything like that. Me, personally, I'm kind of, like, in between. And I think it's more that I'm annoyed with every single character. Like, I was telling somebody the other day, like, I do not have a favorite character. You know, you usually have a favorite character in a book or in a, you know, TV series or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't have a favorite character. I'm like, <laughs> all these niggas get on my nerves. You know, half of them need to be punched in the face. And I really need to know <laughs> what the hell going on. You know how I am. Like, that's yeah. how I feel about it. So, But it's good to know that there are people that... I really, really, really enjoying it because, you know, so many people, you know how people be just negative about shit, you know. We want, we want black people to, to do great, but then we always kind of putting them down. Piss on you them. Know what I'm yeah, Piss on them a little bit. <laughs> I, it's enough from, it's entertaining enough for me to continue to watch. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just going to be like, I'm not watching it. It's definitely entertaining enough for me to watch. And mm-hmm. I think that this you know with this being the last season i think it's probably time for it to be the last season so um because you know just the way that all of the the storylines are going so but i wanted to ask you about that i thought that was cool so we're gonna go into the shut the fuck up awards so for those of you who have never tuned in um this your first time or this is your first time here in the shut the fuck up awards it's basically either a person or a group of people or a movement or whatever that you just want to say shut the fuck up to it clearly says shut the fuck up right <laughs> that's my, one of my favorite clips girl i'll drop that on anybody but anyway so who who are you nominating for a shut the fuck up award this week Okay, so Divine Pins Shut the Fuck Up. This week is going to go to Takashi69. Can I get a shut the fuck up for him? Yes, shut the fuck up. He Literally. The fuck up on the last, on the last, uh, last one too. <laughs> Everybody keep telling him. Like, he literally needs to shut the fuck up. This isn't something like figuratively. This isn't something like I'm tired of hearing this dude talk. No, he literally needs to shut the fuck up, bruh. Stop talking. Yeah. He's one of those. It's cool. It's like the culture is cool. It's always fun to be black till it's time to be black. You know what I'm saying? That's real. So now you done got yourself. You done let your culture snatching get you in a little trouble. And now you want to turn, you know, witness on everybody. 
He didn't told on Bob the Builder. Said that man didn't have an actual <laughs> contractor's license. He didn't. T- I mean, he literally told on everybody. Girl, not Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder, honey. He and Bob is upset. So <laughs> it's the whole problem. So is the trial now over? Like I don't follow it directly, but I, you know, I know what's going on. Is it I, over I, now? I, I really don't know. I followed like fifty thousand memes about the situation. Right, so I don't really right, know. right, right. I did, too. but I know, I know for a. F- I want to say who did he like? He did he bring Jay Z, Cardi B? Yeah, I know Cardi B was in the mix. Yeah, but I think that someone said that that wasn't a part of the transcript. But I, girl, okay. I ain't no telling. You know, it was exactly. the main person was like Jim Jones or somebody, like right? That. Like some something about some gang, and he didn't want to be in it no more. And, I don't know, but I just know he need to shut the fuck up. He really, really does need to shut the fuck up. Like, expeditiously, hmm. he needs to just let it go. Like yesterday. So, my shut the fuck up award, and and this kind of goes um, into our next segment that I'm calling Twitter Tales. Um, my shut the fuck up award goes to people who just cannot... Or who refuse to mind a damn business. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, every everything does not warrant your advice or your opinion. If it's some shit going on, you know, we all spend time on social media. If it's some shit going on or whatever, wherever your favorite social media outlet is... You don't have to comment on every fucking thing. Like, we don't need to know your opinion all the time. And I understand that, you know, that's what social media is. You know, we're out here tweeting. We're posting on Facebook. We're posting on Instagram. There's memes everywhere. There's quotes everywhere. All I'm saying is everybody, you don't have to to say something about everything. Mm -hmm. Like, mind the business that paid you (laughs) and don't be upset like even if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna jump in on a topic that has to do with some people or whatever what have you what's wrong with just not being upset when somebody says something different than what you say like you stressed out and these aren't even like majority of the time these aren't even real life things that are attainable to you correct you so upset about what a celebrity doing what they have their kids doing what they got their kids dressed in and all how they got the kids posed and all these other things worry about right. your damn kids worry about how you paying your rent worry about them that pto that you no longer have at your job and you on your last final worry about your situation right worry worry about your girlfriend or your wife or your husband or lack thereof like Mm. worry about that stuff i i'm just i get annoyed and sometimes you know i let it go for a long long time and i don't ever say anything about it but being that i had a couple of tweets that came across uh my tl I figured I'd go ahead and throw that out there. So, this is where it came from. Twitter, my Twitter tale. So, there was a guy on Twitter, at Steph LDV. 
I was on, and he said, I was on Facebook and came across this couple that everyone was outraged about, mainly because they're of their age. She's 21, he's 60. How do you feel about the age gap? And then there, there were these pictures. So he basically was asking what we thought about her being 21 and him being 60. And put these really nice pictures up um, of them. I guess they're married now. Uh, the young lady, actually, I, from what I understand, she's actually 25. But um, young young lady, black girl, you know, very attractive. And then the, the male was 60 and he was a white male. And actually, he was very attractive. Like, I don't, I don't do white meat at all. He was attractive. This, I, I can agree guy, with that. Right. Very stylish. Um, didn't really look 60 to me. But I, I don't know why this has to be a, a question in the first place if it's not if it's not an age gap that would overlap to being illegal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But my response was I don't feel anything about it because it's not my damn business. I feel like I I don't I don't know if the bigger problem if it's in a racial, I don't know if the bigger problem is the actual age gap because from the naked eye it looked like okay, so basically the girl hit a lick and she's with this guy, whatever, whatever. She is a consensual adult. That man is a consensual adult. He's obviously not doing anything she doesn't want done. And they're married now. So what's the problem? Because usually people that have the problems are the ones who are upset that it's not them. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wish I had a lick like that. Nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I'm who wouldn't be. Right. Right. And I I just... I, I, I don't... First of all, I don't I don't have a problem with age differences like that. Um, and right after I tweeted how I felt about it or how I didn't feel about it, I said that, you know, my ex, David, was... I probably shouldn't have said his name, but it's not like he's going to listen. But anyway, he was 17 years older than me. Like, 17 whole-ass years. And when we met, I didn't feel like it was going to be a dating type of thing anyway, but it ended up that way. And I love that man with all my heart and he loved me too. You know what I'm saying? So it, the, the age difference, yeah, and somebody said, you know, they wonder what they have in common. Well, you know, I wondered the same thing. What would we have in common? But actually we had things in common. Like we really did. Yeah. But there were some thoughts, there were different ways that we thought about certain things, but it wasn't to the point where that is what would have broken us up. Like we would talk about it. It wasn't like we would argue about it. If there was a difference in opinion, we literally sat and talked like adults about it and tried to make each other understand like, well, this might be kind of like a, a age difference, <laughs> you know, type of ordeal, but try to make each other understand. So I say all that to say that I know that it's doable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know that it's doable without it being creepy. I know that it's doable without 
whatever the standards may be for you know people in age range you know what i'm saying in dating age range like i really don't care as long as she's a consenting adult like she's an adult period i don't see the problem but you made a point about it being could be that they're interracial and that might be it too well the whole i mean it's nothing new this is something that's been going on forever you know what i'm saying back way before it was illegal you know they would these are teenage kids like 13 14 years old getting married so you know it's this is nothing new men have always had a thing for like younger girls so because it's like basically it's kind of like a you can train them how you want them type of situation mm, yeah i've heard that mm. so the the man he's 60 years old he didn't lived majority you know what i'm saying of his life he wants something younger something new something shiny the female she's young but every female wants security security is always something that you would want and yes. it really looked like they both are getting exactly what they want and everything else is a plus i can agree with that i can agree with that 100 and and again like what does it even matter <laughs> what does it even matter like and again and yeah a lot of people is like yeah she getting a bag whatever okay i mean I, put me in a position to get a bag hmm. am i gonna fumble it what am mm -hmm. i gonna do mm -mm. baby you was running that bag is gonna be in the end zone, <laughs> baby. It's gonna be done. Done. It's not even gonna be thought about. Like, okay, like that type, like what the type of bag that it looks like she has. And then again, this could all be speculation. We really don't know. We don't even know if this is a real story or not. <laughs> These could be models. We don't even know. But everybody always has something to say, and it's just so damn annoying. But. That's that on that uh, for that particular tweet. So here's the next one. This was from at Kara3Jennifer. She tweeted out, prayers for my marriage, please. My husband, not Catholic, not Christian, informed me that he's never found me attractive, that he's always just settled for me and that he's already seeing someone else. We're seeing a counselor on Thursday, but I feel hopeless. <sighs> now, I read through her tweets, like the tweets that she had up under that, and it was, she had thousands and thousands of comments, but I didn't see anything about, it, it appeared that they've been together for a long time, like many years, but I don't think she actually stated how many years they've been together. Mm -hmm. um throughout the thread she basically was saying you know he's not a bad guy um and he's finally like she felt like he was finally um just opening up and being honest um i think she uh commented that she, they did go to therapy but i don't think it was like a whole lot to her statement but i know that you're married how long have you been married for six years. Six years. Mm -hmm. So, how would you address that situation? 
or even in, even not in marriage. Like, say for instance, if something like this happened to you, period. Like, even if it's happened before, that someone said, you know, yeah, we were we dated, we were together, but you know, I, I really wasn't attracted to her. I was just kind of like, how would you respond to that? Like, how how does that work? Me personally. <laughs> Most people that know me know I can be, well, I'm called mean all the time. So my response probably wouldn't be so nice. <clears throat> so it could possibly be a calling out situation as in <laughs> you didn't say that when or, you know, something like that. But it's, and I'm, a little, as I get older in age, I can be a little bit more sensitive than I used to be. So the meanness comes out even more. But, I mean, it's a situation that you would have to talk to the person. And so you have to talk and you would have to listen to them. Because that's the hardest part is listening to things that you don't want to hear. Giving a person that um, the time to really express what they're trying to say. And, like, you actually soaking it in. Because if you don't soak it in, the whole conversation is pointless. I mean, every relationship... You know what I'm saying? It's going to have as good and as bad. Marriage marriage isn't like a typical relationship, you know, because you can't just wake up and just be like, you know what? I don't like you no more, so we're getting a divorce. Right. Technically, that's not the way that's supposed to go. That's not the way that God intended it. And with the way that the world is right now, it's it's really hard to keep those things let's see on track sometimes so as far as in i guess the situation would be like if he said like he's not attracted to her he's never been attracted to her and but i think the thing is like okay so do you not want to you with her do you not want to be with her anymore because if he's saying that and he's saying he don't want to be with you no more, then I mean, okay, voila, magic. Right. This is over. So, because it's like if it, it takes two, you know what I'm saying? You can't force someone to love you or want to be with you or be attracted to you or anything like that. I don't understand why he married her unless he was looking for a come up if, you know, that was the case. But, yeah, and that's why I kind of read through her tweets. Um but she really didn't give any um, history. She didn't give any history. What she did was uh, basically she she quoted a, did a lot of um, quotes from the Bible and was just basically trying to understand, like understand mm-hmm. what was going on. She did. She said that he wasn't like abusive or cruel or you know anything like that and she understood that he was human um and you know she stated the whole better uh for better or for worse Uh, so she it's like she's really trying to understand and wanted to fix it but a part of that original tweet said he's always just settled for me and that and that he's already seeing somebody else so he was already like he been out the door for a long time. Yeah. So it's like he's it seems as though he's only telling her to like finish up what they have so he could kind of move forward. 
He's not telling her as in a, let's get this fixed or I'm, I've done this thing. I'm sorry. Uh, where can we go from here? Can you forgive me type of situation? It seems like he's only telling her to kind of wrap it up. Like, okay, so I don't really like you like that. I never did like you like that. I'm not attracted to you. I found somebody else. Now let's get this, let's get this moving. That's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like he's he told her in a um, looking for a resolve to fix things. Right. Because and it's it's almost like it, get, it almost has that feel like he's probably been dropping hints. Yeah, probably. They usually do. So that was wild. Me, personally, um, I've actually been in this in a similar situation where mm-hmm. somebody that I dated basically said that they well they told somebody else they never told me this but they told somebody else that they um were not attracted to me but I grew on them. Mm. You know I went the fuck off like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you know what I'm saying? Like, only because it's like, because at that point, it sounds like you're some sort of charity case. That's, it's like you felt sorry for me. Like, do you know who I am? Like, feel sorry for me? Why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) It was more of an insult. It insulted me more than it hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it hurt because it was like, damn, but. I was more insulted than anything. Okay. So to be in a situation like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being married and something like that happening. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just, I don't know what my response would be. I don't know how I would act. I just have absolutely no idea. Like, I don't know if somebody going to need to give me some bail money. Like, (laughs) I couldn't imagine being a you know just something like that just coming out like oh and 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 I got another chick and I'm, I've moved on right like you the last of them like for real so but yeah I wanted your opinion um uh primarily because you're married and I'm I'm gonna start bringing you on the show more often because. I like to talk about relationships and stuff like that, but a real nigga ain't never been married. So I like to have, you know what I'm saying, both sides, <laughs> both sides of, you know, the, the of an opinion because, you know, I'd be forever single. So anyways, let's, let's get into divine pen. Let's get into... Um, your brand and just who you are and and what you're trying to do. So tell me about Divine Pen and who she represents. Okay. Well, the brand is Divine Pen, inspiring her soul one pen at a time. I'm a writer, so I write poetry and I also write novels. Uh, Poetry is my first love. That's actually one of the things that you and I first vibed on when we yep. became cool. We yeah. used to go to the poetry lounge all the time, every week. Yeah. So I'm just, I don't know if it's because of my sign, but I'm an emotional person. So you a I cancer? Could, Aquarius. Oh, okay. 
I'm just, I'm an emotional person and the things that I can't say, I was always able to, I could write it down. And it's like, if someone tries to argue with me, you'll do better doing it face to face because you texting me or emailing me or something like that, that's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. I'll word you all day. Wow. Because that's what I do. I write. But like I said, poetry was my first love. And I, when I was in a kid, you know, we would have poetry assignments and things like that. I always That always came easy to me. I just thought it was like, okay, let's rhyme the last word, you know, keep it moving. But when I got in high school, I took it a little bit more serious. And I put my feelings and my emotions into it. And then my senior year is really when I someone noticed when my English teacher she noticed um I had something and she said I was talented but then we didn't have all of we didn't have social media we didn't have like all of these avenues to do something with it at that time my dream was to be a you know a poet a poetry slam person be on Oprah but you know that really I didn't know that wasn't gonna be it for me I thought that was it that's what I was gonna do that's what I saw like right. Maya Angelou was my favorite poet. Jessica Care Moore, right after her. Those are the women that I looked up to when it came to poetry. And you know what I'm saying? I grew as an artist. I grew as a woman in my words and in my in my craft. But what got me beyond that was just the gift God gave me. I the novel that the first novel that I did is called Situations. It ends in a Z. That novel, I was literally sitting at my desk in the call center that I worked at, and I just started writing. One of my friends, her niece, had just pledged, and they had their coming out party. Basically, like their whole family got to come, and like I'm friends with all her family, so I see five people going live mm-hmm. at this coming out party, and it was like a really big deal, and. It's like basically I wrote the story to it. And I just wrote a little bit. I was bored. I shared it with my neighbor next to me. She was like, oh, my gosh, that was so good. You know, when's the next chapter? And I'm like, chapter? What you mean? And she's like, I want, <laughs> you know, I want some more. And I'm just looking like, oh, I just, you know, I'm just playing around a little bit. But, you know, that motivated me to write some more, write some more. And then it came to a part I needed to talk about a guy. And come from a guy's perspective. So I showed it to one of my other co-workers. Showed it to my husband. And they were like, okay, you know, give me some more. You know, yeah. It was funny. Because it was, the guy was saying some things about his baby mama. He was like, yeah, it sounds like something my baby mama would say. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so they motivated me to, you know, continue 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 and that was amazing for me i wrote that i wrote that book you know it didn't really take too long it's probably like six months i wrote i had that book done oh well you're great because i've been writing a book for like four years but whatever (laughs) (laughs) um so so speaking of situations tell Tell us a little bit about, I mean, you, you said that you were writing it to, um, you know, the whole situation where your friends, your friend uh, became a member of a sorority. But give us like a little bit of background on like the characters and, and the storyline. Okay, so Situations is about three friends. Three friends, they're, you know, they're best friends. They go to college together. They pledge a sorority together. 
and just the trials and the tribulations that they go through in college. It's a series and I start them off in their pretty much early 20s. And because I thought about all the things that we used to do and all the insanity that right. we used to be in in college. It's Greek life and just regular just guys and just all of this going on. And it's, it's every, most people that I know that went to college, they found themselves in one of the characters. Right. The guys, the girls, everybody found themselves somewhere. So it's, you know, three three main characters. You have Janae. Um, Janae is, she's a, she's a poet. She goes hard on everything that she does. She has a loving relationship with her mother. You know, she's the only child real good you know good friend she's like the mom out of the group mm -hmm. then you have brie brie is brie is the cute girl in the group but she doesn't overdo it like she's just the cute girl she's a dancer she loves to dance like she's like back when youtube first came out and it was popping and everybody put their videos out there she's that person gotcha. but she's been burned in love and you know her heart is still you know is having a problem from past wounds and then somebody else comes in and maybe try to repair that a little bit for her she's a um she has a sister and you know she comes from a two-parent household even though they did get divorced when they were in school um then there is denise oh denise honey <laughs> she is more of the bougie one in the group but she is a character denise is she's she don't play no games she grew up with money she she loves hard she is like everything she's miss fabulous honey and she don't play no games with it either all three of the girls they love their sorority they love their friendships they have each other's back literally no matter what That's and it's up. just all the trials that they go through in school so do so <laughs> Do you ever base your, or have you, did you base these characters off of people that you knew, or was it kind of a mixture, or how, how does, like, how did your characters come to life? I would say there is, the reason why everyone can find themselves in these characters is because it's a mixture of everything and everyone. Because we all have friends like this. You're going to find yourself in the book, whether it's, you know, the relationship dealing with a sibling, a relationship dealing with your father, a relationship, you know, with a guy. We've all been through these situations. So I made it so you could feel like you were in this. Like you could feel like, okay, this is me. Like, how did she know? Okay. That's what's up. So outside of situations, um, ha have you been featured anywhere else? Uh, like, are you, are you published outside of situations? My first book was called Dark Hearts. That is a poetry book. And I co-authored that with another author. His name is Surreal. And that book dropped in 2016. Situations came out was this year nineteen. Mm -hmm. Situations came out last year, right? Yeah. And then I just actually turned in Situations Two, so yay, that'll be out soon. That's the release date for Situations Two is in December, and I'm actually now working on a new series. I thought I was gonna give my brain a break, but hey, they're here. 
Okay. So I have a new series of characters, and they will be out soon as well. Okay. So that I didn't know that. I didn't know about the new series. So that's what's up. <laughs> that is I'm very, good. very new. Well, so I'm you heard glad. It here first. Yes, I'm glad though. I mean, you might as well just stay, keep the ball rolling. Is how I feel about it. I really so, thought I would give my mind a break, but it's like I felt bored or something. Right. And then it's like I had already been taking notes, and then the little notes, and then here come the chapter. Damn. Well, I, again, you better than me, cause <laughs> I'm over here doing the absolute most of nothing when it comes to uh, writing my book. So. But anyway, so Situations 2 comes out in December. Are December you, 2nd. December 2nd. So what? how have you been promoting? Because I think I've been seeing you on um, like Instagram or whatever, and you've been doing different events. Do you have any of those coming up? I know you're in the Houston area, so do you have any yes. you know outings coming up? At the moment, I, well, I have everything is pretty much in the future a little bit like around when situations two comes out um i was actually chosen by the houston public library to be in an indie author show that they have okay. coming up which is amazing so i was chosen to be a part of that that's in december um let's see i'm planning the new book signings around the release of situations two because and i also am doing a re-release of the first situations and it has a new cover so okay. it'll be re-released and situations two is going to be dedicated to my dear dear friend Carmen Hendricks she was also the publisher for the first situations book um, she passed away uh, less than a year ago oh, and okay. that book is dedicated to her she saw something that you know not so many people saw in me when we put that book out so with her you know what i'm saying she taught me so much just about the you know what i'm saying just the game of being an author and she was my only friend that was an author so losing her that touched my life just it touched my life in a way that i, I didn't think it could and right. it's the the Things that she taught me, I definitely, you know, I learned things, I took things, and I brought them into this next book. And I definitely think she's going to be so proud of me. I know she's looking down. That's why I dedicated the next book to her. Well, that is amazing. And um, I think it's a great thing that you would dedicate something to someone that was so near and dear to you. And my condolences for um, for your loss. So, um, so yeah, that's that's situations and situations too and the new series so i need to know and my listeners need to know how they can contact you and all this information will go in the show notes as well but how how can we reach out to you on social media okay well i do have twitter at divine pen it's d-v-i-n-e capital p-e-n and i have a divine pen page on facebook the same d-v-i-n-e-p-e-n as well as instagram d-v-i-n-e-p-e-n so everything is divine pen all right and do you have a website it's under construction at the moment because i'm adding all the new information for situations too okay all right and when you get that information um i'll you can just give it to me and i'll make sure that i put it in the show notes 
Okay, I also want to let you know that my new publisher, which is obviously meant to be, is Divine Legacy Publishing. That is the publisher for Situations 2. And for the new series, I want to give them a shout out. I want to say thank you to Amanda Chambers. She is amazing. She actually, she saw something as well. And we've been working together to make, you know, my next upcoming books just as amazing as situations is well that is what's up congratulations again on your whole writing journey and i i am so proud to be your friend and i'm proud that um i've been able to be in this journey with you as you said we we started out <laughs> at the poetry lounge i've been sitting here trying to think of the name of that dog on club that jazz club and i can't Ugh, I but know. um but yeah, we had some great times uh, down mm. there and some emotional ones as well. Yeah. Um, it, it was great. So it, it makes me very proud to have been a part of your journey. And I wish you nothing but love and success. Aww, well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate your friendship because... Having friends for such a long time is so meaningful. It's wonderful when we can tell my daughter these stories about when we were in college. So my mother would, I have to say, hey, okay, don't tell her that part. Wait, right, 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 right. But you got to think through the story first. <laughs> right. <laughs> got to think through it first. Like, can we talk about this all out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many stories. But it's, I cherish your friendship. I appreciate you being there for me just as much as I was there for you. And... When you say, you know, it was just so wonderful, I let you come stay, girl. Just as much as it was helpful for you, it was helpful for me that you were there with me as well. Yes, we had a ball. And I miss your ass. I know, I miss you too. I need to come to Atlanta. I want to get some stuff set up out there. I need to because I know it's, it, I need this book to go. I need this right. book to fly. And I know that's one of the places that will help with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I keep my um my eye out on some events and stuff as well. And, you know, I look forward to connecting. I want to thank you for coming on the show. And um, I hope you have a good rest of your week. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was an amazing experience and I appreciate you having me. All right. No problem. And thanks y'all for listening to the Lit Life Podcast. Peace.